Hello and welcome to the Creative Podcast. I am your host, Bailey, better known as Smithog Productions, and this is going to be the first episode of this podcast. Now, I'll introduce myself quickly. I am better known as Smithog Productions. I am a photographer and filmmaker who primarily works in the esport industry. And with me, my first guest is Joe Holmes. I'm going to let him introduce himself as he does way too many things. All right, over to you. Yeah. We were talking before this about how to introduce myself. Bailey was going to do it, and then we realised we do too many things. So I'm a writer, songwriter, and radio presenter at the moment. Wow, so you do a lot of things then. Um, well, so obviously I've worked with you quite a few times, and you forgot one thing out of your list. You are now a model as well. You, you forgot that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't like saying I'm a model, though, because it sounds too... It sounds like you're bigging yourself up, doesn't na- it? Is it na- narcissistic? Is the think is the word I'm exactly. looking for? Exactly. And I can be narcissistic, but I try not to be. <laughs> uh, no, nah, it's fine. No, so, yeah, what I wanted to ask you first is, what makes you a creative? Because this is a question I'm going to ask all of my guests on my podcast show, because this show is essentially about creatives, whether you're a filmmaker, you're a photographer, a songwriter, anything that is, well... Anything that's creative, really, that, you know, expresses yourself in a way. So what makes you a creative? I feel like everyone is creative deep down. And I just feel like it's something people discover at different stages and moments of their life. And I think when when I discovered it, I was probably fairly young. Because, say, if you, like, play with Lego and stuff, the characters come to life in your mind. And then getting older, when, like, you first get, like, a phone or an iPad, I used to want to make, like, Hollywood blockbusters and you just do that you know you you want to create stuff a lot of people do some people don't but I but I did and then when I realized that I couldn't create Hollywood blockbusters on an iPad I decided to write a novel instead and that's how it all started I left the novel for six months read it back and realized I could write a lot better so I moved into lots of different fields I started you know interviewing people which ultimately led to me on the radio now and songwriting started well because I wanted to write songs because I like music I love music I was you know in a place where I had stuff to write about I had stuff to say through music so I got in contact with a singer songwriter called Jabs and you know the creative process just allowed us to songwrite even though I wasn't a musician. Yeah no, that, that's a pretty good explanation about it actually and I wanted to definitely go back onto the song you created or wrote um do you want to talk a little bit about the song you wrote with shabs yeah for sure i mean the latest one we wrote wake up crying is one that i think we're both most proud of and and, and you'll know this because the day after we released i met up with you we did that a little promotional photo shoot and you said well joe i listened to the song and i actually liked it and now people listening might think that do you mean you actually liked it what kind of fake per but that is true though when when you know people that release music you you always tell them it's great even when it isn't because you sort of you know you, you you're friends with them but the fact that you actually liked it is is a big difference because that means that it's your type of music and we wouldn't have expected that really because we don't listen to the same kinds of music so that's when we me and Shab realized that this song was actually good and there's a difference between it being good and there's a difference between, you know, people actually going out of their way to tell you it's actually good and it's not just a lie. Well, yeah, of course. I mean, definitely when you said about, because friends always will try to tell you something's good when it's not to try to, like, sugarcoat it. But 
yeah, no, definitely that song was amazing because when I listened to it, I was like, oh, okay. This definitely would be something I would listen to on my Spotify playlist because it's a good mix. Like, because I don't listen to the new songs as such. I like, I like my 80s songs. I like my acoustic songs. But that song was just, it's just perfect when it comes to genre, I think. And definitely once we eventually um, get around to making a music video for it, I think this, this song will definitely kick off even more than it already has. Yeah, as we were saying, you know, we're friends you're right they do sugarcoat things but i think as creative people we both know that we need friends that give us compliments and big us up when we're winning but aren't afraid to tell us the truth and i think that's really important i feel like that's where our creative work is is really good and the reason we've collaborated so much is because we tell each other when things are good and we'll tell each other things when they need to be slightly different you'll laugh if you know I model wrong or if I filter a photo for example and you know and that's just that's just how good creative you know partnerships work you need to have the friendship where you're nice to each other and respectful and do say nice things but also just tell the truth I mean I could easily have another wrong podcast about you putting filters on my photos but we're not going to go there um but yeah definitely the criticism part to be a successful creative you need people who can not just compliment your work but um, criticize your work to improve it and i really want to quickly shout out another videographer called uh, mike g productions now he definitely has helped me progress ever since i started three years ago he's not afraid to tell me every little detail that is wrong with my work and i just wanted to really quickly shout this guy out now, also, what I like to talk about as well, talking about us collaborating quite often, is our first ever, I think, I want to say our first ever collaboration. Now, I don't remember exactly what you were doing when it comes to creative work, but I remember going to a little fo- local forest, which we which we call Rush Green, over where we live. And yeah, had nice little blue blazer on, and we took a nice little photo shoot. And I can't remember exactly what it was we was doing. Can you? Yeah, I was up at a tree at one point. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Yes, I have still got them. Again, if this is on YouTube, I'm going to happily just put those photos up so you can see our first collaboration work, which was funny. Can't lie. And we've, we've both changed and grown since then. And, I, you know, I, I think I look different from then. And it's funny, though, the, the way you've got to be bold as a creative person and like you, you just you were doing you were starting to get into photography about then and you wanted stuff for your portfolio and you said does anyone want to meet up and I was like okay yeah I'm a narcissist I'll come and do it <laughs> and then I ended up you know I thought well how can we make this interesting because I can stand in a field but not many people climb up a tree in a suit that's and you true. know that's and and I remember I remember saying this. I remember um, one of my friends at the time, they messaged me and said, my mum asked what you're doing up a tree in a suit. And that's that sort of sums up sort of my approach to creativity. You know, one of my heroes is Lady Gaga. And sometimes you've got to take bold steps just to get a reaction from people. Yes, um, I definitely agree with your, your hero. I don't think I... I don't think I scroll through Twitter once without seeing you retweeting something by Lady Gaga, if I'm going to be honest. Or you doing some <laughs> form of dance on social media. You know, I would definitely say you have a... You definitely have a different creative approach when it comes to marketing, I would say. Um, 
Yeah, and, and it's worked. <laughs> it has, honestly. Like, you have grown very quickly, if I'm going to be honest. Um, on loads of social medias, you have you have fans. You even have stalkers. You're, you're doing well. You're doing well. <laughs> but I think that's that's something we can all learn from, though, in the sense that we're a lot. We're quite scared to share bits of ourselves sometimes. And and for a long time, I probably wouldn't share on social media that I was a big fan of like pop artists like Lady Gaga because obviously some people would just laugh at that. But I, I filmed like a sort of like a TikTok dance to a, a little mix song the other day, and I was like, I can't post this. This is dreadful. One, I'm not a good dancer, and two, it's absolutely cringy. But I gained quite a few followers from it and sometimes when you put yourself out there and do something that's just a bit you and a bit silly people warm to that more than being polished oh i agree i mean was that the one was that the one with the pool table no there's another one whatever that was i can't lie i was watching it because it just popped up my twitter and i was like what are you doing joe what are you doing (laughs) explain what was that yeah i know and it's, it's, it's part of, you know, what I've been doing. And it, it's funny because it's just completely mad. And But then I think that's how we produce some of our best works. And I know when you've been bold and you've done things that you haven't normally done, you've done the best work you have too. Yeah, no, yeah, that's true. I mean, when I first... So I'll never forget my first ever event that I had to do. So I was actually doing a photo show for these this barber in Colchester and I was just doing the shoot I met this fashion model we did a little video shoot and I'm not gonna mention his name because it's an end up uh, end off like in the best terms so we'll leave it out of that but got a message from an esport organization named London Esports and they was like do you want to be a photographer at this event in Kettering which is in where is Kettering is it Hertfordshire I think I can't remember now it's somewhere that's it's it's a good three hour train journey and I've never really been outside of Clapton other than holidays. And I was like, damn, this would be a big step if I could actually go to Hertfordshire and actually record an entire gaming event, which was known as Epic Land. And I was all prepared for it. I was all hyped up for it. And then he gave me another message. He's like, oh, by the way, do you do videography? Bear in mind, at this point, I've never done filming in my entire life. And I was, I messaged him back saying... I know how to press the record button. That's about it. And he says, okay, perfect. We'll hire you. And I'm like, seriously? So while, while that was definitely a scary moment in my career, I have to fa- thank Alfie, who is the owner of London Esports. He definitely pushed me out of my comfort zone. And I'm actually still pr- I'm proud of the video that I actually created for the team. And I'll never forget that my first experience with that. That's a good question, actually, while we're on that, Joe. What what was the first experience or scary experience you've had as a creative that made you, like, push yourself out of your comfort zone? I think there's been lots of them, but I feel like anxiety is something I suffer with, which might be, like, a surprise to some people, and it is always a surprise to some people, because I'm out there, and, and I present a radio show every day, but I just have, you know, terrible anxiety, but I feel that afterwards, I feel it before and I feel it during. But sometimes the adrenaline kicks in and overpowers that. And I, I, yeah, I like what you said when you said you had no experience, but you did it anyway. And we live in a world now where people talk about being qualified to doing things as really important. But sometimes, you know, the want to do it is actually more 
necessary than being qualified to do something because he, you're going to fight for it harder than any person that's ever done it before because you've never done it before. And I know when when I started, I wanted to be a radio presenter. I applied for the station. And when I put in previous experience, I'd never lie. I, I wouldn't lie, but I probably bigged it up you know my previous experience much more than I had because I'd never done it before but somehow when they sent the newsletter around for the radio station it said Joe Holmes experienced broadcaster oh no and I was a bit like I'm not an experienced broadcaster in my opinion I've had some training I've been on the radio a couple of times, but I wouldn't call myself ever an experienced broadcaster. I call Lorraine Kelly an experienced yeah. broadcaster. I'd say Piers Morgan. I'd say, you know, I'd, na- I'd name a couple of people that have spent decades in broadcasting. Joe Holmes hasn't been in broadcasting for as long as those people have been alive or say, yeah. the other way around. <laughs> so it's, it's a weird thing but when I took that leap I was so scared and I I don't know I feel like it's creative but I feel like some of the other things I've done are more creatively you know creative (laughs) so with music I I wanted to work with musicians I wanted to make music but I wasn't a musician but I told people that I wanted to write songs and you know they took it seriously somehow even though I had no previous experience with it before and I've been on like different Zoom calls with different singers and they've sort of not been very nice even. Not not at my ability, but just some people just aren't very personable with others. And I remember there was this American female artist, she is a rapper, and she kept talking about having a catalogue of songs. And, you know, that's where the music industry really wrecks creativity, where songwriters are expected to have a ring by the folder with songs that they've written ready to sell to other people. And I don't think creativity works like that. And I was angry. I was upset. And, you know, I said to her, well, I don't want to sell you. I don't want to give you a song that I've already written. I want to, you know, make art with you. I want to, you know, listen to your story and write a song about it together. And she was like, yeah, but I want to see your catalogue to see what you've done before. And that was you know, and the way she said it, she said it on voice messages and it was harsh. And I was like, that hurt. Like, I, I don't I don't want to be in an industry like that. But then a few weeks later, you know, I, I wrote some songs with Shabs and I think we can say that they've performed better and more attention and more love than that person's songs have ever had. So in a way, it was scary. It did feel like I knew nothing. But sometimes being kind and respecting people is a true winner. Yeah, I definitely agree, especially with the exper- especially with the experience part. Because, funnily enough, I had that not exactly the same, but I had a very similar situation when I was working with that model, as I said. So, again, we'll not mention his name, but he's a fa- basically he's a fashion model, and he wanted to promote his brand of clothing to have a massive Instagram page. And at the start, he basically said. I'm going to trust in your judgment because you know basically what's best when it comes to the creativity part of this process. And I said, yep, that's fine. So we did a video and it was street clothing. Just bear this in mind for a second. And the locations were very limited. Now, obviously I had to use a town, uh, town Colchester, and there wasn't many places. And I thought, when it comes to street clothing, you want a very urban, very grungy sort of feel to it. 
and basically we did the entire video and he said it was good and then about a week later he decided to comment constantly saying oh actually I don't like this this is a bit too dirty or can you make this a bit cleaner and I'm like that's not how things work and he just started he just started being a bit of a douchebag basically when it came to it and he decided to the payment was like nearly a month late in the end because he just tried to weasel his way out of it and yeah I've had many experiences like that um, especially within the esport industry it's the worst for it if I'm gonna be honest with you um another experience I had is when I worked at an event again we'll not mention the organization name but I went to a gaming event called the Call of Duty League and it was two days however there was this massive storm I can't remember the exact date of it but there was this massive storm that was going to come over London and Essex and this forced me to travel home a day early you know just due to my safety because I had to get home before that storm hit so I wouldn't miss loads of you know on my education at the time because I was in college and I went home I had to I, I couldn't even I couldn't even speak to the organization because I had to go home that very evening so I rang them up and yeah I had two sorry I forgot to mention that I was working for two organizations at the time one organization was completely fine with it I managed to make a nice a nice video out of the clips I got they paid me on time they said your work was good I've worked with them again and the other org was pissed off, was really annoyed the fact that I had to go home early and couldn't get it through their mind that it was for safety reasons. And then the guy actually refused to pay me for, I think it was nearing on two months. And then I was getting really annoyed and it turned out the guy who was refusing to pay me not only was being a douchebag to me, but was actually withholding all of the finances from the entire organization. So he was actually, I, I don't think embezzling is the right word, but he was doing something illegal when it comes to money and he got fired and I eventually got my money after two months of going home after doing the event. Cause bear in mind, they didn't pay for any of my accommodation, travel, nothing. So, you know, I was in, I was quite low on money for those few months. But I think the main thing to get out of that is as a creative, you're definitely going to go through hard times as a freelancer at the start because you're not going to be contracted at the start. You're going to have to go through experiences like that to eventually build yourself up, in my opinion. For sure. And I feel like it's an example of how like big industries can come against like small creatives and just the creatives stand no chance. And I was speaking to my friend who's a designer and she like makes bags and prints and stuff. And she sold through Etsy. And I think she she sold the equivalent to 300 pound over Christmas, but they took 50 pound in fees. And there's no <laughs> there's nowhere like she can go to do that without like having a massive cut taken away by websites or big businesses or amazon and you know i feel like yeah you're right and as creators we take a financial hit to start with and you know i'm doing the radio show and i'm doing that voluntarily at the moment because you know it's, it's a dream of mine it's what i want to do but the problem with creativity and the industry we're in it's a lot you do it for nothing to start with and you know, there's reasons for that. And because we're doing that, we've built connections and that's going to help us in the long run. But the problem is when you get to a certain point and you're ready to sort of make a proper go of it professionally and people still expect stuff for nothing, that's when it sort of hits a brick wall, don't you think? Yeah, no, 100%. It's it's difficult, basically. The short answer is very difficult to start for creatives. Um, 
I think the last point I want to get on because we're actually actually longer than I thought. So the last thing I want to sort of mention, I guess, is how important do you actually think a university degree is to creatives? I know, it's, a, it's a very controversial question because I know there's certain industries that it might be better than others, but like for your so obviously what you you're doing is a you're doing a you're doing a bachelor's degree in creative writing I think and how yeah, much that's do you right. think how much do you think that's going to help you in your future career whether that's um whether that's qualifications experience connections how important do you think that's going to be I I'm going to be totally honest and say that I don't in the degree in itself isn't very useful in terms of having it on paper and, and I knew that. And the reason I did that degree and I chose that route is because I wanted three years to build up my portfolio, three years to build connections and three years to have the criticism of other creative people, you know, that are in the room. But as it stands, I'm not getting nearly any of that stuff. Huh. But I'm, still, you know, because of the pandemic, I'm not building those connections with people because I haven't seen people apart from on Zoom calls. I'm not having that criticism because I'm not meeting up for coffee after lessons with people. And so in that way, it's really suffered. I feel like I'd be a lot more positive if I was at on site and we were in a different time at the moment. You know, I don't think it's very important, but in the same way, if I hadn't have gone to university, I don't know how I would have, you know, I'm, I've, I'm a radio, I'm presenting a radio show. And this is like a massive breakthrough and this shows that I could get a job on a radio like station and have a contract and that could be me sort of sorted for a while. But the problem is when I if I just left after my A-levels and didn't get a degree, there would become a time. Well, there'd need to be a time where I had a job. So I had to start, so I can make money to live off because if you're not going to university and even if you are going to university, it comes to the time where you need to get a job. But if I if I'd have done that, I probably wouldn't have had time or energy to do all of the things I've done to get to where I am. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but definitely when it comes to a creative degree or a bachelor's of arts, whatever you want to um, call it, there's definitely controversy whether it's important. Like, for example, myself. I'm doing a bachelor's degree in digital film production. Now, I was only against degrees originally when it came to being a videographer or photographer until, again, my friend um, Michael, uh, Mike G Productions, who is also doing, I think, a television degree. I think he's in his master's now. But he made a very good point when it came to a degree in videography. Now, the degree teaches you many things. Now it does, it teaches you, the most important thing that you'll get out of this degree is it should at least teach you the laws, the copyright laws, stuff that businesses want you to know. Don't get me wrong, you're probably not going to use them, but the piece of paper says you know them. So that's great. But apart from that, it gives you connections and real life experience. For example, yes, I'm on Zoom and I'm not getting the face-to-face attention, the criticism and all of that. However... What I am getting is my three lecturers are all still working within the film industry currently. For example, one of my lecturers is a producer still. One, my other lecturer is a scriptwriter, and one of them I don't think he's working now, but he was a cameraman for either ITV or BBC. So the thing that I'm definitely getting out of this is 
I guess criticism still because they're all currently working within the industry so they can happily tell me stuff that I may not know because I, I'm lucky because I've came into this degree with about three years worth of uh, work experience behind my back and not a lot of people can say that in a degree in my opinion but I'm still going into each lesson and kind of being surprised about what I don't actually know so yeah I, I I don't think there's a definitive answer when it comes to is a art degree useful I think it all depends on the industry you work in and what goals you want to achieve so that's, yeah I this is all we got time for unfortunately because I don't want to make this go too long but thank you very much Joe for joining the first episode of the creative podcast I hope to have you back again and yeah thank you Bailey lovely talking to you yep it was very good and the second episode I'm hoping to be released in the next week or two Hopefully we'll have someone different, whether that's a student from my class who are happily doing films. I have musicians. I have a few a few different creatives that I think would be very good in this podcast. Anyway, I do hope you enjoy it and we'll catch you later.